Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us here on the Recruitment Roundup podcast, which is brought to you by BMS Performance. For those of you that are joining us for the first time, BMS Performance is a specialist sales and marketing recruitment consultancy. For the last 30 years, we've been helping businesses across the UK recruit for vacancies at every level. I'm your host, Mike Leather. We'll get stuck into the latest trends in regards to recruitment. We'll talk about insights, we share ideas, we share experiences, and ultimately we look to provide value to fundamentally help you, you whether or not you're a hiring manager, a business leader, or part of an internal talent team to recruit smarter, faster, and more effectively. I'm joined again by my colleague, Sam. How are you doing, Sam? Um, All good, Mike. All good, all good. How's everything with you? All right. All good. Excited for another conversation where we're going to be talking about the four blockers, what we're seeing at the moment, that are preventing companies from recruiting for the sales vacancies. And it's a tricky time of year, isn't it, this time of year? Um, Companies have got a lot of pressure to hit targets, Christmas parties coming up. So it is a tough time to recruit, but there's, there's certain things that we're seeing at the moment in the market that are preventing companies from recruiting that we wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Really looking forward to discussing this one. And yeah, like I said, it's a busy time for companies, year-end, Christmas parties. So there's a lot going on. But yeah, it's been a few prevalent themes starting to to, to pop up at this time. Yeah, I think before we get into it, we wanted to give a bit of a precursor to what we're seeing in the sales recruitment market at the moment. I think, and I think you would agree with this, Sam, hopefully you will, that We've definitely seen a shift from the market being uber candidate driven to one that is now more balanced from a candidate and employer driven landscape of managing a, a process at the moment. And we've got five candidates in it, a second interview. Um, they've all got other opportunities in there, but not as many as what they had, as what can, uh, you'd expect candidates to have had you know, five, six months ago. I think one of the things that we're also seeing as well is um, a slowdown in salary increases you know again if I look back six seven months what we were seeing as candidates being super ambitious when they come into the market looking for 10 15 percent increases um we're actually seeing some candidates now moving for the same or, or slightly less so there has been a shift but candidates do still have choice and it's still as hard as it was to find really good calibre salespeople across every sector and every location, I would suggest, in, in the UK. Anything you'd add on that, Sam? What yeah, you no, seeing out there? 100% agree. I think, obviously, going back to what it was at, at the start of the year where, you know, we speaking to a candidate and it was those two things, right? It was that salary expectation, wanting a, you know, mm. 10, 20% rise. Um, and then also just the market just being so heavily candidate led you would never you know speak to someone who was interviewing which is you know usually one business who usually be you know three sometimes even five six different opportunities and it made it so so difficult you know sometimes to, to manage these processes because you know the market was extremely candidate led but we are seeing you know things sort of go into a more sort of normalized market yeah uh, i think that's a good time to use yeah so um but yeah no it's it's definitely it's, it's, it's definitely a interesting time in the year yeah, there's, there's still a large appetite from companies to recruit. Um, oh, yeah. You know, if we look at the um, job flow, obviously it was slightly decreased in the summer, but um, right now it's it's pretty stable, you know, yeah. versus um, 2022. 
um, I would say it's you know we're, we're looking at similar similar volumes of jobs out there. So there's still a decent appetite to recruit from companies. But yeah, I thought it was a good way to to kick it off because it, it it leads in nicely to what we're going to talk about. And 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 the first point, and unfortunately you've been at the behest of this recently, is is long notice periods. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I'll let you lead on that one. <laughs> yeah, um, I suppose I'm starting to see this, you know, quite, quite a lot. Um, and usually, it's, you know, it's it's one of those if you're dealing in certain instances, there's certain times that you obviously ultimately can't change it, you know. But mm. notice periods ultimately increase and delay that time to onboard, you know, and recruit that prevalent talent. We're starting to see, you know, you know, three month notice periods really kick in and, and more and more regular, um, isn't it? Three month notice periods, yeah. especially in the medical devices world. hundred percent in the medical devices world, you know, depending on what someone sold, you know, especially, you know, capital equipment reps, it's usually that way inclined, you know, it ties in with someone's bonus as well. So that three yeah. month um notice period, you know, you, you understand it a bit more you know in the medical devices world if it's a nurse and you know there's certain things you know but we're definitely seeing these you know notice periods you know really really creep in and it's hampering you know um a company's ability to successfully onboard talent in in a quick amount of time because ultimately that's what that's what companies want to do um notice periods aren't an ideal thing for for anyone really yeah 100 percent. with regards to notice periods hampering a company's ability to onboard people do you want to give a bit more sort of detail around like what issues you've seen on that front yeah um, i think obviously there's a few different examples that i can think back to obviously right now and obviously going back a few months but ultimately you know when depending on the interview process if we're talking a first stage interview that will probably take you know depending on the company you know a, a week to sort of turn around um, and then allowing another sort of week or so for the second stage interview when we're looking at someone who's potentially got a three-month notice period you know you know we're looking you know another from the time that you initially start conversating with this person you know mm. maybe four or five months before they actually walk into your business and start adding value and you know start positively impacting you know the team and the number so um you know definitely you know definitely seen it creep up you know quite a lot more and yeah ultimately it's all about you know maybe being a, a bit more proactive in creating processes that streamline that because you know when people do tend to have these notices um there's a couple of negatives that come with it you know rightly or wrongly it's just the way it works either you know people are, you know keep on getting approached you know by you do. different, different yeah, companies until they're through your door yeah and they started with you then they are still you know theoretically on the market and that you know might be um quite hard for some people to hear but yeah. it is yeah. you know the the reality i would say that a vast amount of candidates once they've signed a contract yeah they're bought in but unfortunately there are candidates that yeah. do continue to get approached and, and, and look you know people just yeah. get sold sold the dream don't they if, if, if they're being approached by a role that's offering 10 15 20 grand more on the basic salary then what would you do would you talk to that company you might do you know even if you've signed a contract yeah. um it's the th- yeah i think the, the one month notice periods there easier easier to manage i think where we're seeing companies lose out is three months isn't it um and that that that's where a big challenge has been and um we've discussed this on other podcasts but it's worthwhile refreshing on it what sort of advice are you giving to some of your clients and as to how they can like mitigate these risks yeah yeah ultimately it's all about um 
being proactive in our approach. And I think if someone's got a, you know, a, a really long notice period at the start, it's all about, you know, I suppose, creating a framework within that time um, yeah. of increasing touch points and ultimately, um, you know, knowing fully well for that candidate um, to know what to be expected as and when they hand in their notice and before they actually join your business. So it's all about keeping the candidate positively engaged consistently and throughout so that they know what to expect because believe it or not sometimes companies can drop the ball here and you know think that they've got the offer letter out they've got the contract out and you know the person doesn't hear from the business in until like a a two days before they start are you joining us on monday that's not good enough really in this market to to, to, to stand out so it's all about ultimately being proactive and you know um creating that onboarding plan from the day one once we've got that offer accepted creating a timeline of events you know so um right said candidate you know the plan next plan is we're going to look to you know do this your offer letter will be with you on such a date we will yeah. then look to have a feedback call on the back of receiving that the contract yeah, letter yeah. will then be with you on such a date um and then we will you know start you know um sending you some information you know stuff like that um just creating different meetings and increasing the touch points because three months is a long time and you know in some instances you know some people might ultimately lose interest right because yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That, that, that can happen as well so i think that you know that the advice that I'd be giving that I've been giving to to, to my uh, to my clients that I work with. It's all about creating a framework and increasing touch points, getting those people to feel part of the business, part of the organization, um, as and when you know they've ultimately accepted this job um, yeah. from you know month one until sort of month three when they join. Yeah, and what the employer's doing there is the the, the testing commitment everywhere. Yeah, process, aren't they? Which is yeah. absolutely key. You've got to keep testing commitment yeah. until the person starts with it. And at any point, um, you know, the candidate doesn't yeah. return a call, there could be a good reason for yeah. it. If they don't yeah. come back to you and it's over an extended period of time, then you know you yeah, might have an issue. Have um, there's other things that you can you can be doing as well. You know, you can be giving the candidate information um, that they can read through and look through before they yeah. start again. These are all yeah. things that you can do to keep the candidate engaged. The other thing I'd say on this, just before we move on to um the second point is don't take the, the notice period as gospel yeah because oftentimes we'll hear oh candidates on a three-month notice period and think we can't do anything about it actually can especially at this time of year companies at this time of year are more open than at any other point to being flexible on notice periods december for a lot of companies certainly those last two weeks can um afford them some downtime christmas parties are happening um the, the, the markets might slow down if they're certainly seasonal and Christmas is a quieter time. So companies, as a result, are more open to yeah. people um, leaving and starting with new employers sooner. So it's something to think about. Notice periods um, can be negotiated. They're yeah. not always set in stone. Um, and you know, part of what, again, advice I give to employers is to brief the candidate yeah. on it. Before, if you know they're going to go and resign, have a chat with them about how did how do you think that will go? Yeah. What do you think their response might be? How do you think they'll feel about reducing yeah. a notice period if needed? Yeah. Um, and just having that conversation with them. Um, but cool. And the second point, and we see this, don't we? Yeah. Every year. Um, I've been in recruitment now for a decade, and well, at BMS for a decade, and I've seen it every year. Um, companies. Will start the process before Christmas. Um, they will offer someone 
get the contract signed. Even now, we've seen it already. Um, but they'll say, oh, we've just got no time to get them in yeah. before Christmas. It just it just doesn't work for us. We can't get them started until January. And there's just a lack of urgency, isn't there? Yeah. Um, to get people in. And that, again, has the the potential impact of of, of maybe losing someone as a result of, of that decision. What's your thoughts on that? How much have you seen that lately? You know, it's usually this time of the year. Um, companies, ultimately, you know, I don't know whether maybe recruitment might sort of fall down the pecking order from a sort of priority time, but also people just don't have the time. And when that sort of lack of urgency or to get someone started until the new year, again, we've spoken about notice periods earlier on there, it's just mitigating that risk. And that puts ourselves in such a, a challenging position. You know, if I'm said company looking to get the top talent to come through my door and not starting someone in until that new year, um, can really, really cause, you know, a negative impact over, you know, a, a couple of different points, really. So um, the, 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 yeah, I'm definitely seeing it you know, quite a bit. Yeah. What, um, what are some of the companies then that you've recruited for? And I can give my take on this as well, but yeah. um, what, what outside of the box thinking are they doing, I guess, to get people in and onboarded this side of Christmas? And this could be good advice for people that are listening to this who are perhaps thinking, logistically, we can't make it work, but maybe they'll yeah. hear something that we say now that they think, oh, yeah, we didn't quite think about that could help. Yeah, I think ultimately what the companies that are doing you know that are thinking proactively and really understand because it's all about putting yourself in a less competitive scenario right because the beauty of looking to get someone in right now um is that you know the, the market's probably less active you know we spoke about you know the market sort of evening out in terms of candidates having potentially less opportunities to be able to go to um the last thing that you want is to be delaying that time so you know the companies that i'm working with you know the top um you know medical equipment sort of manufacturers is okay um ideally we probably would prefer to potentially get this person in the new year however you know um what we want to do is maybe get them on boarded sort of getting them training materials you know that yeah. can be as simple as getting people set up on the system you know learning a bit more about the products um and all these things are little things that a company can can do um yeah. and you are then putting yourself in a position where in the new year we're not then um doing all the training and all that kind of stuff we then got a fully motive fully motivated fully engaged sales team that's just really to hit the ground running yeah that's just really yeah. to start building relationships with your um you know with, with with your customers right and if someone's got that notice period again you know so the key thing is to get it done as as you know, as quickly as possible and the, you know the the top companies are being proactive even if it's like getting that information over to the candidates to get them started so they can start adding value right away yeah yeah i agree with all of that i think what 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 they do is they make make an exception yeah don't they yeah i'll say right this is how we'd usually do it but we'll make an exception maybe the inductions face to face so instead what we'll do is we'll yeah. do it virtually yeah, because certain people that would usually be involved in a in a in a face to face induction are off, or they're not here, or they're yeah. engaged because it's the end of the year. So we'll change it up and we'll do part of it virtually. Get that um, that get those real foundations laid so that, as you said, coming in yeah. in the new year, they're then ready to hit the ground running and they can finish off some of their induction training. But the important thing is that candidate that you've worked really really hard to attract yeah. and assess throughout your process that you've got bought into you, you started this side of Christmas, therefore no less likely to 
lose that candidate to another opportunity. I think um, another point that slightly segues on this is, again, companies um, being reluctant to even start the process this yeah. side of Christmas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. It's one of those where we've definitely got a need to recruit. We're keen to recruit, but, you know, we're going to wait until the new year. And again, we've spoken about, you know, the, the competitive landscape that we are in, you know, that it's it's more of a misconception that recruitment and hiring slows down at this time. If I'm a company and if I want to increase the chances of me securing the top talent, surely I want to be operating in a in a less active market to increase mm. the odds of me getting the best person through the door. Right. Yeah. So um I completely agree with that, Mike. It's all about, you know, setting something that, you know, getting going quick so that we don't we don't ultimately miss out yeah i think I, the the the, the, best, the companies that we work with that'll yeah. start the process before christmas what the, what they're yeah. generally thinking about is when do we need this person contributing by and working yeah. backwards from that yeah. if we don't need this person contributing until april yeah. and ordinarily it takes us two months to get something up, up and running then you probably can start the process in january yeah. if you need someone contributing in february then you probably need to get someone in in December, go through some induction training, <clears throat> then they can get out on the road or, or on the phone or whatever, um, whatever duties are involved with the role to build pipeline, get that going in January. So it's about it's about thinking in that sense rather than we're just tight yeah. on time at the moment, so we're not going to be able to to get it done. Then going back to your point, it's then assessing how big of a priority is recruitment yeah. for me at the moment we wanted to talk about candidate experience didn't we we've spoken about this loads on on other yeah. podcasts um i think definitely at this time of year we tend to see it which worsens the right word but yeah um not have as much focus perhaps as as it might at other times now there's some examples for this i'm sure you can share some i've got some examples that i can share on the flip side of it companies that are doing yeah. really well at the moment from a candidate yeah. experience point yeah. but yeah, I'll probably yeah. It's a really really good point, Mike. It's a uh, it's something that's quite quite personal to me because I you know the candidate experience. It's all about the personal brand and the perception of yeah. the company to um, to the candidate as and when they engage with them. And you know I think you know people tend to forget that ultimately you know although we are the company and we are interviewing this candidate on the other end on the flip side the candidate is interviewing us. You know and um, when those things aren't quite aligned. Uh, the personal brand doesn't go well, the candidate doesn't have a positive experience and ultimately com- companies end up missing out on you know, potentially some really, really top talent. And um, speaking about examples, I've probably got a, a, a negative example um, regarding, you know, uh, um, how not, an to, do interview, it. Uh, how not yeah. to do it, perhaps, yeah. um, you know, for, you know, a candidate that I was, you know, dealing with within the aesthetic market, they had, um, you know, uh, a first stage interview, um, this going back quite a few sort of weeks ago, and essentially what happened within that interview process, um, a, a candidate sort of came through that really ticked a lot of the boxes that they were looking for. Uh, But within that interview process, um, it became apparent following the feedback of the candidate that the interview just was not enjoyable. It was not um, a a pleasant kind of experience. There was no sort of back and forth within the interview. And it was just, um, yeah, probably an an interview that wasn't done well. Um, the candidate couldn't flourish. They couldn't get a real feel and a real taste for the organisation. And then ultimately, you know, the candidate ended up, you know, withdrawing from the interview process. Right. And um, on the flip so side, what was the reason the candidate gave as to why they withdrew? Yeah. Well, the, the, the candidate ultimately felt like, look, you know, the, the company just 
isn't right like i just can't see myself working with you know these people and um it, it was it was a real shame um really because they just felt like look you know in in my experience this is not the kind of business that i want to be part of um, i don't feel like i've been you know treated in a way where i could see myself working well within the team you know and um yeah and, and that was the ultimate reason really um so you know from on the other end you know the, the company tend you know they actually felt like the interview went went quite well they felt like the candidate answered all the questions really well um, they didn't miss you know didn't miss a beat didn't miss a trick but you know i doing the feedback and catching up with both the candidate and company the perception leaving it was like you know com- two completely different sort of conversations that were not aligned and you know, ultimately, the candidate, you know, withdrew from that process. The company missed out on on real, real top talent. You know, because the candidate was really good. But yeah, um, due to a, a negative sort of experience, you know, that the company what, ultimately ended up missing out. What could the company have done then um, to yeah. enhance that experience and make it better? Yeah, I think within any interview uh, process, it's all about. I personally believe creating an interview um, which can get the best out of the candidate and also yeah, yeah. the best out of the company. So it's within the questions that we're asking, but also how we're asking these questions, um, not just you know coming across as maybe we're just reading questions off a list, right? Really getting to understand the grips of said salesperson, you know, really understanding what their sales process is, but how that sales process is, you know, showing genuine intrigue, interest, asking follow-up questions on the back of the answers that you're given, not like, you know, sort of being monotone and being direct and sort of reading questions off a list and then not allowing that ability yeah, yeah. to build that rapport. Not and very human, that empathy, is it? Not very human, yeah, yeah, very, yeah. very AI. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think if I'm a company, those are the things that I would be, um, you know, looking to. And that's what I think ultimately they they, they probably should have done in hindsight. And, yeah. um, you know, it would have definitely ended up um, different, I imagine. Yeah, so it sounds like what's yeah. happened there is the candidates just come away and just not yeah. been bought in. I mean, candidate experience is such a broad topic, isn't it? What we're talking about here is yeah. the candidate experience when they've got in the interview. Um, I've, I've got an example to share. Yeah. It's the complete opposite where... Yeah candidates have come out of a process I've been looking after recently and they've said oh it's the best interviews I've ever I've ever had it's yeah. it's been an amazing experience um and how that one worked it's a, a company that we're recruiting a, a national account manager role for they operate in the financial services industry sector yeah. um and at the start of the process we had first interview date second interview date um the client trusted us to put forward our best candidates that fit the brief so um moving away from the cv it yeah. was a trustery assessment of the uh, individuals that you'll put forward so we were able to book our best cohort of candidates in there the interviews themselves were all done over teams and they lasted about 45 minutes um competency-based style interview um but they were given a real insight from the hiring manager of her team her ethos, yeah. the culture, um, and whilst the interview was competency-based, it was a very flowing conversation style of interview, very back and forth, and they came out of that and um, really enjoyed it, and we've got second interviews happening um, next week, of which they're all travelling to London too, um, so, you know, that tells you in itself how bought in they are to the process, and that's just an example of having yeah. first, second interview dates locked in, and creating a process it is one challenging but also 
enjoyable, which we speak about a lot, don't we? Um, you know, and, and and off the back of that, again, what I will say is that the second interview um, brief is really clear, really well defined. This is something that um, I think we see a lot as well, and I don't want to pigeonhole corporate companies um, or large businesses, but I think at times they um, can be a bit vague in some of the interview briefs that they, they send out. One of my friends is uh, on the market at the moment and he's interviewing with quite a lot of um, large blue chip companies and the candidate experience just hasn't been great. He's, um, yeah. you know, a lot of the time he's receiving interview briefs and they're very vague, not much detail. He's then asking questions of what is expected um, specifically and not hearing back for two to three days. And, you know, that's dampening his candidate experience. So, you know, making sure the interview is engaging, informative and challenging, but also communication with the candidates is totally key. And it's ever more so at this this, this time of year because plenty of companies are, are are recruiting. You know, there's a there's a there's a lot of um a lot of competition out there. Um and as we said earlier, you know, candidate volumes are still you know, calibre candidate volumes are still relatively um relatively low. Yeah. So yeah, so Sam, so um point four we wanted to talk about um CVs and turning around times on them because we're definitely seeing a bit of a of um an extension should we say at yeah. the moment and that is a hundred percent um impacting time to hires of clients that we're working with and no doubt um companies are experiencing this directly and I do empathize on one hand it's a busy time of year as we've said throughout this podcast um hiring managers decision makers are trying to close as much as they can this side of Christmas they've got a lot on but we're, we're seeing a real impact aren't we in, the, in, in companies' ability to, to to access top tier talent because of a of, of a slowdown in in turning around CVs to say yes, I want to see this person. No, I don't. Um, yeah. Michael, we're definitely definitely seeing this creep in a bit more. It's yeah, um, completely understand from a company perspective that it's a busy time. You know, like you said, but the past sort of two, three, four months really that feedback on CVs, do you want to see someone, you know, equally throughout the feedback within the process, it's something that is delaying, delaying, and it's ultimately causing these, you know, these companies to miss out on top, top talent uh, before the competitors are swooping in um, due to being, you know, a bit more proactive within their recruitment process, shall we say. What would you say at the moment is the average lifespan of a candidate? That's a great question. Um, I would say if I was to three weeks three four I weeks yeah 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 two to yeah. two to four weeks i four i, weeks, I would yeah. say yeah yeah and generally a candidate will have their, their, their own um opportunities in in process that they'll be approaching directly they'll be being approached by um companies directly as well on linkedin plus maybe working with one two hopefully no more than two three recruiters at a max but yeah. they'll have a lot as we say, going on. So getting back to them as quickly as I can is important in any market, but why is it so important right now, would you say, in turning yeah. CVs around quickly? Yeah, well, it, it sort of boils down, well, it touches base with all the kinds of things that we speak about earlier, yeah. right? In terms of, we've spoken about the candidate experience, you know, we've mm. spoken about candidate engagement, you know, but we've also spoken about, you know, notice periods and time 
all of these things. It's so, so critical right now to be able to come back to these candidates so that you could get them through your doors in the quickest amount of time. So we are still seeing quite a lot of companies actively within the market. And it's all about increasing those odds for you as a company to be successful, to get that top talent to walk through your doors. And the longer you take, ultimately, it's all about, you know, increasing that risk that, you know, sadly miss out, you know, um, for, for that top, top person that would ultimately be making a difference in your business. So, yeah, due to the market conditions, um, you know, due to the competitive space that we are operating in, it's so, so important now, uh, more especially now more than ever, to come back to these candidates, come back to these recruiters in, in, in a quick amount of time. Yeah, I think over the next, um, I, I agree with all that. Um, yeah. I think to add some context on it as well, though, for this, yeah. this time of year, over these next sort of two two weeks, um, we've got two weeks left of November, then we're into December. Um, candidates will want to get their job search wrapped up, yeah. like 100%. They'll want to get the job search wrapped up. They'll want to be offered, accepted, resigned, working through the notice yeah. so that they can relax Look forward Enjoy to a new job in the Christmas. year. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's a hot, hot time right now. So this is why we're 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 emphasizing this um so much. What what in your opinion does good look like? Because there'll be um companies that are there thinking, well, we try to come back on CVs as quickly as we can, but it's not always possible. Like we get that, don't we? Yeah. But what does good look like in terms of turning around to CV? Would you say? Yeah, I think good looks like certainly no let well, certainly no later than forty eight hours. You know, I think that I feel is an, an achievable sort of goal. You know, twenty four hours is is great, right? You know, yeah. that's within um, sort of the the next day or so. But like, I think good anything within a couple of days, uh, you know, I think is achievable. But ultimately, sometimes, you know, these things end up being you know days and weeks on end. So I think, you know, feedback on a CV, feedback on an interview within you know a forty eight hour window. Um, I think you know definitely classes as as good in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would, um, I would say so too. But I think this is, um, you know, if you if you are a company that's working with recruitment partners, this is a good SLA to set at the start of yeah. that partnership. So right, yeah. you know, when you send me a CV, yeah. we will agree to feedback on it in X period of time, but also yeah. then commit the recruitment partner as well, so that when sure. candidates had an interview, they must give yeah. you feedback after the interview within 24 hours. Recruitment, yeah, um, partners, you know, aren't angels and either you know yeah. that, that does um, i'm sure there's companies that will have frustrations with recruitment partners believe that slow in sending cvs in the first place so yeah. it does go on both sides but i think certainly from what we're seeing speed and turnaround cvs especially over these next two three weeks is going to be key to um recruiting and filling your vacancies this side of christmas yeah so that's it for this episode sam's anything else you wanted to um cover off just before we wrap up now, Mike, I think that was a really, really good conversation. Um, yeah, really enjoyed looking at the different points that we spoke about. We went through quite a quite a lot there. So, yeah, no, fantastic. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yes. Okay, yeah, great. Thanks, Sam. Really enjoyed that, and I look forward to seeing everyone next week. Cheers, Mike. Have a good one. See you next week. There you go. Cheers, bye.